Ladies, it's time to level up. Welcome to the podcast where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. So whatever level you're on, please embrace it and get ready to go to the next level. Let's level up. I really, 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 really appreciate um, you being here today. Uh, I thought it was awesome when we talked the other day, cause you know, I hadn't talked to you in a while. I remember right. when, um, when John first died, I reached out a couple of times and I was just like, okay, I know you need space. I know, you, I don't know everything you need, but I know you didn't need <laughs> Jennifer Ness. I know you ain't need Jennifer Ness all down your throat asking you a zillion questions. <laughs> so I was like, man, but I've been like constantly praying. So. Um, just to talk about that a little bit, I know I got some questions, but I just wanted to, um, to welcome you, welcome you. Thank you. And, um, I would like for you to introduce yourself, just tell the audience who you are and, uh, what's your unmarried status and what level you're on. Okay. Well, my name is Alethea Mason. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you can see me good. I am sitting in my car getting ready to do a photo shoot, but um, I am Alethea Mason. Uh, My marital status is widowed and I am at level self-discovery. Okay. So let's talk about that. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about, I, you know, I know, but some of the audience may not know. So tell us a little bit more about your um, unmarried status of being a widow and how long it's been and what you've, what you've actually learned in this process of self-discovery. Okay. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, well, I've been widowed now for one year and it's, it'll be two, one year and two months on November 23rd. Um, and so that was a huge challenge for me. I was married for 18 years to my late husband. And um, right now, when, when I say I'm on the self-discovery level, um, I feel like I'm rediscovering myself all over again. Um, because I've been married. This was my second marriage. And um, so basically, I haven't been alone in 28 years. So this is my first time being by myself. Yeah. And um, so pretty, it's pretty exciting, um, you know, now, because it's like, I'm learning what makes it exciting for me is because I'm learning who me is. Right. So I'm learning who I am all over again. And it, um, it's, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting because I remember, I remember when I first met you, you was with John and I knew you and right. John together and I, and I witnessed right. your relationship. I witnessed the love that you guys shared, the retreat we went yeah. on, you know, all yeah. of that. So you didn't have a unhappy marriage. Like, you know, when he right. left, he was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now it's time to start popping. Like, no, right. <laughs> It was like right, you were right. you were happy and you that was your forever yeah. forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was my forever. I mean, I mean, John was just my everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was my everything. And it was just a um it was a big shock in the beginning. Um it was it was it was it was it was a challenge in the beginning, to be honest yeah. with you. The first 90 days of his passing was a challenge for me. Um, you know, I experienced everything. I experienced depression, medication, 
hospitalization, um, calling, you know, emergency on myself back to back, um, even taking pills, trying to join my husband. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was like, I didn't want to be here no more. I hated waking up every day. Mm -hmm. Hated waking up every day. Every morning I wake up, I ask the Lord, why? Why did you wake me up? Why do I have to wake up? Um, I just remember calling that one one on myself a lot um, because I had ex started experiencing anxiety, never had anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. They said that came with trauma and, you know, did, you know, all of that, never had had depression. Um, didn't know what that was about. Didn't know how to feel. Didn't know what that was. Um, and so once I, you know, after my, I, I believe it was after my third visit to the hospital, um, you know, when I, I believe that the Lord still was speaking to me and I was asking, why do you choose to speak to me? And I really don't want to be here. Yeah. And um, he just said that, um, you know, I'm trying to be with my husband and the Lord reminded me like, you go, you're not going to be with him. And he's going to be very upset. <laughs> right. Like, so, I don't know where you're going, but you ain't coming over here. <laughs> yeah, so the Lord kind of checked me and I was like, okay, Lord, I got you. Yeah. You're really talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it was kind of it was funny. Um, but it was again, it was an experience that God still chose to speak to me through my trauma, through my depression, through my anxiety, through it all. He still chose to speak to me. And so, you know, that's why I'm here today. I with a smile on my face and able to make it, able to move and able to yeah. say, I love life. <laughs> That's beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful to be able to look back and say, you know what? Them first 90 days was challenging. And, and the word you use, yeah. you know, challenging, you know, but you all came yeah. and you're still resilient. And so my, yeah. one of my next questions is, um, what's your biggest blessing that came out, uh, came from your marriage to John? I know 18 years is a long time. I've been married twice myself, Right. you know, 18 right. years is a long time. What do you think the biggest blessing or the biggest lesson that came out of it. Great question. That's a really great question. And I, I believe nobody has ever asked me that. And that's a really great question. Um, the biggest thing that came out of our marriage was he knew how to love me. Um, he knew he, um, I just felt like he was placed in my life for a reason. I was so broken when we got together. But you know how people say, no, you got to heal before you get in a re another relationship. I didn't have to do that. John allowed me to heal with him. He I allowed me that. to you know, be able to heal with him. And he was part of my healing process of coming out of an abusive marriage. He was hard, part of my um, my brokenness. He was part of my, my putting my pieces back together. Um, so no, I didn't have to heal before I got with him. John was part of my healing so the I biggest part that. of that was um, he knew how to love me. So I can say today that I the, that I was somebody was placed in my life to love me to the fullest. And when the the love that he had for me allowed my dad, who was my best friend, to take his rest. When my dad knew that I was good, because um, my John actually eulogized my dad. Wow. And John had we had this conversation. He said, "Your dad knew that you were safe." And so once my dad knew that I was safe, my dad took his rest. He was all right. He told me, don't sign no more papers for me. I'm okay. <laughs> if I go to bed tomorrow, don't sign no more. Because I was telling my dad, I was like, I just signed this. I, he was like, don't sign nothing else for me. I'm checking out of this hospital. He didn't make it another two. He made it two weeks. But he told me, he said, don't sign nothing else. I'm okay. He wow. stayed with me a week and he went home and passed away the next week. So, I mean, again, 
it the biggest thing was he knew he loved me the way I was supposed to be loved and um from a husband aspect I love that and do you feel like that <laughs> affects the way you see yourself today like even in this in the on this level of self-discovery do you feel like the love that oh yeah experience in your marriage affects how you see yourself how do you see yourself um to be honest with you I see myself as um with very high self-esteem uh I, I know my worth. Um, John taught me my worth. He really did. He taught me what I was worth as a wife. And, um, you know, when my husband, it's, it's got a, my happiness today has a lot to do with my husband because we talked about whoever passed first. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing different marriage classes and things like that, that taught us that y'all have to talk about that. And so we did a 12 week course and that 12 week course that we did, that marriage course that we did, we went every Monday and it was such a blessing for our marriage because it taught us to talk about it. You know, if one passed and my husband told me, he said, if I was to go first, I want you to take care of you and I want you to be able to live. He was like, honey, you got to live. You can't sit around and not live right. when I'm gone. And I just remember him looking at me going, I'm serious. And I go, oh, I hate talking about this, you know? And so and it, it was just so powerful, uh, the conversations that we had about death. And, you know, my husband was one of them petty ones. He was like, don't be doing no GoFundMe. He was like, I got life insurance. You go into my Google Drive. Here go my passwords. You know, he was just on it. And I was just don't like, be selling no dinners. Don't play with me. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he got me together. He was like, don't you do that. Don't you do that. And I was like, yes, sir. Absolutely. So absolutely. His passing, not not his passing, but our marriage has a lot to do. Our conversation, because we communicated with each other, his, our communication has a lot to do of how I'm standing today and where I see myself at today. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Can you tell us anything about the relationships you had prior to your marriage to John? And then also yeah, talk about that, what about any relationships even now, like after, you know, he's been yeah. gone for a year? Life after death. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was married um, before my, you know, so my, going moving backwards so in the beginning I had a kid's dad baby daddy as they call it <laughs> so my <laughs> twins uh were born I um uh, I actually cut school to get pregnant I uh -uh. didn't plan on getting pregnant but I cut school <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was I had cut school and messed around and got pregnant oops mm -hmm. um and so um I and my kids dad he was really really cool very cool um, very laid back. He still is very cool, very laid back. We just never had disagreements. He paid his child support on time. He, I can call him and say, hey, can you can you send me some money, Western Union? He do that. Um, you know, so he was he was a good dad in my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so he was good. He was good. And um, you know, um, my my next uh, relationship, I I actually got married. Um, so I was with my first husband for eight years before I actually said I do oh wow and I knew I knew that I shouldn't have said I do because he was abusive he was abusive the first day I moved in with him and um physically, so I physically can remember, abusive? yeah oh yeah I can remember um being hit in the eye the day I moved in with him and um still you know I was I cried it out and got through it and of course he was telling me I'm sorry and next thing I know I was still moving my stuff on in like okay let me do this 
Yeah, so let me go ahead and do this. But you know what? I realized that I didn't have any self-esteem when I was with him. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't low self-esteem. I had none. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know my worth. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what that was. All I knew is somebody wanted to be with me. And I was just that young girl that was so excited to have a boyfriend. I had everything that nobody else had. I had a man, you know, and so all my friends didn't have one. And I was pumped. I was like, I got a man. We get to kick it. And that's what it was. I was so excited about that, right? And um, all of my other friends was all like, man, you got a whole man, you know, and I was excited. Then I had my first place. We moved into our first place together. When we moved in together, we moved with his mom, which was on the third floor. Mm -hmm. And then we moved out. We moved in our first place. Then we moved in our second place together. And I've got my behind kick every chance he got. Um, I remember being hit in the face with a gun, a 22, Jesus. and um, the police came and the police said, if you don't press charges, we're going to take you to jail. I was like, well, where are sign at? <laughs> they was like, look at your face, you know. <laughs> they was trying to remind me and show me what, how my face looked. Mm -hmm. And um, it was such, um, you know, um, one day about 4.45 a.m., um, I was in the bathroom and I was just looking at myself and I'm like, Alethea, you're better than this. Mm -hmm. You're better than this. You don't have to do this. You don't have to stay in this relationship. Um, I remember being cheated on, woman calling my house, bringing his clothes, dropping them off in my front yard. I went through a whole, whole lot and I accepted it because I didn't know, I didn't know what self-esteem was. I didn't yeah. know what that was, you know? Mm -hmm. And so one day, um, you know, he asked me to marry him in a bar and I was so excited, right? I was like, oh, I'm getting proposed to, knowing I was getting my behind with behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And I still said yes, had a wedding, everything. Went on a honeymoon that next year. Um, it, like, I just thought I had what all my friends did not have and that was a man. So that was it. I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because I know we as women, oftentimes we put up with us so much just for the sake of having or for, just for the sake of, of, of owning, you know, that relationship. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. To, what would you say to your young Alethea self that went through that? Like, what, what would you say currently to her? Like, or women that's just like um, her. Even today? I would, I would say be cautious. Um, and be be very mindful and very wise when you're entering in a relationship. When you're getting ready to move, I would have told, so today I would tell you the young Alethea, he just hit you in your eye, pack your bags and go back to your mama house. <laughs> Girl, look at your um, eye. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I would tell Alethea today. Girl. Go back in your car and go back to your mama house. It's all right. Yeah. You know, so again, I was trying to impress my friends. I was all, it was all about what my friends seen. And um, today I don't care. You know, I don't yeah. care what they see. Yeah. Um, this is me today, you know. And um, so, yeah, so just moving forward, even with going through that and then, you know, I meet John. John was my supervisor, how I met him. Oh. And we became friends. And mm -hmm. so that's how we met. We became friends. We started going to lunch. We started going to the gym. And next thing I know, we were just having really great conversation. And uh, one day I walked out the gym. He was sitting in the car waiting on me. <laughs> you was like, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. And I was like, okay. You know, so 
that's what it was. And that's how we started. We started as friends. We went bowling. We went to go see the fight. And um, um, to be honest with you, it was me and John agreed that it was going to be a one night stand and we was done. And it turned into 18 years. <laughs> Tell me about these one night stands. Who does that? Who, does, who just decides, you know what? I think we're going to have a one night stand and, and that's it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, we thought it was. And one day I can remember us, uh, the one night stand turned into, I'm coming over tomorrow. So he came over and uh, next thing I know, it's probably about a week later after we went out to eat again. And I just remember sitting on our, um, sitting on my couch and having this conversation, like we're ready for this to be a relationship. Wow. And, um, and we did that. And, um, and again, I didn't know how to get a divorce. You are listening to the Level Up Podcast where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. So I told him, I said, I'm still married. I don't even know how to get a divorce. And he helped me. Uh, so, you know, and a lot of people might find it strange, but I don't care. You know, I'm straightforward and I'm blunt and I, <laughs> I just don't know how to lie. So I just want to tell the truth. And so I my husband it. went to my divorce court with me. I and love so- it. He was your witness. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to sign that. I'm, a, I'm the witness. Let me sign yeah, wherever well, you need to sign. He, what was funny is him and my dad went with me. It was oh really goodness. funny. They was like, so that's how I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> But again, I was so broken and, you know, John taught me a lot. He was my educator. He was just, he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot just about business and the business side and the education side where I thought I was lacking, where I thought I was dumb. And he helped me open my eyes to, girl, you got so much potential in you and you're, you're smarter than what you think it's in you. You just got to let it happen. Let it flow. I love it. And then he and definitely then he created happened. that environment for you to do so. Yeah. Like, what do you miss Absolutely. most? Absolutely. I know you're still going through, um, you're still grieving and healing, but what do you yeah. miss most? I, to be honest with you, what I miss most is him holding me at night. Mm-hmm. He had the best hugs and just hug it. The cuddle, the cuddle is like, his cuddle was everything. Yeah. I don't know what it was. And it would be like, if I wasn't even in the bed, he'd be like, hurry, get in the bed and we can cuddle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I miss that and I miss his voice. And my, John just really spoiled me when we got here. He just did everything. So he made me really lazy when we got here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, be honest with you. Yeah. So that's what I miss most. Just the cuddle part, you know, and that part of having a husband, you know what I'm saying? Um, that because my husband loved me, you know what I'm saying? And I love my husband. Yeah. So sure. just moving forward um, as of today, um, you know, I'm able to say that I'm actually dating. Yay. So, yeah. Okay. So dating again. I started dating again. <laughs> so, I started dating again. Hey. <laughs> Still a challenge dating again when you ain't been by yourself in so long. 
But to be honest with you, I never, um, I don't want nobody living with me. Yeah. I don't want nobody living with me. I like my space. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying my time with me. Um, you know, do I desire to be married again? No, absolutely not. Not right now. Maybe, maybe it'll change, but I don't desire that. So here's what, here's where I'm at today. Cause at first I didn't even want a boyfriend. So today I could say, I'll take a boyfriend where he live in his place. I live in my place. <laughs> <laughs> no moving in with each other. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so that's today, your relation. That's um, your current relationship goals. Your current relationship goals is you know what I want you for these reasons. Like I have my reasons yes. and I have my boundaries. Yeah. My expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't need you. Yeah, for absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And um, that's what I have to let guys know is that, you know, I'm not there. You know, I want somebody to love me and respect me. I don't, everything else will come. I don't want your income. I don't want your 401k. I don't want none of that. I want you to respect me, love me and be truthful and honest with me. That's it. That's, that's yeah. where I'm at now with the relationship. So everything else will come because I'm not that flower girl. You got maybe flowers and you know, things like that. I'm just not that girl and gifts. You, I don't need that. I need you to respect me and love me and be honest with me. Because a lot of times when somebody overwhelming you with flowers and gifts and stuff, they're covering up what they doing anyway. That's what I feel. I'm just saying. So, I can see that. I can definitely so, see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious though, is your perception of a relationship, is that somewhat selfish? Is it all about Aletheia right now and not about them? Or no, are you in a position where, are you in a position where you're saying, you know, what is it that you need? Let's see what we, what each other need and we can compromise. Or is it like, nope, here's what I need. Either you fit in this box or deuces. No, so it's about both of us. Um, okay. I want it to be about both of us because I don't want it to be where it's not about both of us. And um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm waiting on my clients to show up and they haven't called me yet to say they was here. So if you see me looking around, I'm actually okay. getting ready for a photo shoot. Okay. Um, but um, any case, yes. Yeah. So it's about it's 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 about both of us. Um, you know, because I I mean, you know, when I go on dates, I ask them, what do you want from me? You want a one night stand? You want a two day stand? You want a week? You know what you need? Or do you want to be my 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 boyfriend? You know, so you want a wife? You know, tell me what you need. And you know, some of them just want full relationships, and I don't want a full relationship right off the bat. So they don't make it. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've had a so, so I've I have had a total of a few days, probably eight. What would you say to other widows who are going through that are really like struggling with pushing forward? Like, what would you say to some of those women? I would say, know what you want before you get involved. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to know what you want before you get involved with somebody. You know, because you can get involved with somebody and you really don't even know what you want and that what your expectation is in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, or with this, you know, date that you're going on. So my expectation when I meet somebody or date somebody, I know what it is when I meet them. I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I know, okay, when I, I'm like, oh, when I go meet him, I know what I want. You understand what I'm saying? You have to know what you want. And I mean, most people are in it for relationship goals and things like that. And I'm not. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I would say, but know what you, what is your expectations 
of that date when you get ready to go on that day. Sure. Um, if you're not if you're not ready to be married, you need to explain that. If you're not ready for a boyfriend or girlfriend, you need to ex say that. You need to be upfront with that person because I'm upfront and straightforward with the person whenever I date them and meet them. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm not going to do. This is not what I'm going to accept. And if you can be that consistent friend, oh yes, we're we're going to be friends. You know, we're going to be right. friends. I, I want to. I want you to be consistent, consistent, and things like that. And you know, know that. Um, you know, I would say, know what he want or she want. And no, you know, y'all have to conversate and communicate about that. Um, that's what we do. We communicate. I communicate with whoever I meet, you know, for coffee, walking, dinner, lunch. I didn't bid it all. So, you know, I know, you know, what my expectation is with that person. And so when they talking to me about, oh, they want marriage or they want to see me in a dress. One told me he want to see me walk out the aisle with a dress, wedding dress on. We're going to end this right now because I ain't putting on nobody's wedding dress on. So, yeah, I'm not doing it. Do you have um do you have any regrets? Regrets with what? In relationships. Not like not just with I your son, but just period. Do you have any regrets? I, do you have anything the where only you regret? At? Yeah, the regret I do have is not knowing what not having self-esteem. Okay. And marrying somebody after being with them eight years, knowing that it, they was abusive, mm -hmm. staying in that abusive relationship. So I can't blame him. I blame me because I stayed. Okay. You see so what I'm saying? I stayed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I could have left, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Okay. So since I didn't leave, that was my fault. <laughs> Yeah. How do you consistently find um, the strength to stay motivated like you are? You're always happy. You're always jovial. Like, how do you find that? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know because I'm extroverted, I think. I think because I'm extroverted and ADHD, both of them together work hand in hand. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just, I like life and I love people. I like to smile because my heart is always smiling. Like, I don't even know, like, even when I'm going through my waves of missing my husband and crying, I find a moment to just laugh. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I, I just sure. find that moment. And because, yeah, and because my husband wasn't a texter, he was a um, Marco Polo. So I have over a year worth of Marco Polo videos where I can watch him over oh, and over again. That. I can hear his voice. I downloaded them. I can put them on my TV screen and oh, just awesome. be able to. And um, yeah, and so, you know, things like that. It just keeps me going, hearing his voice and things like that. And um, seeing him smile, it makes me smile. So even when I'm hurting, I'm actually smiling still. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. So um, yeah. I know you got to go in a moment. So I do want to ask you this. Um, who supports you? Where did your support system come from? Oh, my support was my anchor. Mm -hmm. My support was my anchor. My friends all in Ohio, um, a few of them here as well. Um, they just, I don't know, my co-workers, my friends of Columbus, my, I mean, literally, like when my husband passed, I did nothing. All I did was sign the paperwork. They mm -hmm. did everything. I didn't buy no clothes. I ain't buy no shoes. 
All I did was show up. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm grateful. Just so many, uh, you know, I just can't even, I mean, it's just, you know, my main ones. I mean, they was they flew down here the next day to be with me. Um, you know, my best friends, I got four of them. <laughs> so, and um, they flew here and they was, you know, standing in place when it was time to stand in place at the services. And they always on my phone. They always, if it ain't on my phone, they on my text. You know, if they not on my text, they even flying back and forth here. You know, they are my anchors. They've been my anchors, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I don't think that I would have gotten through that first week without them, to be honest with you. I got friends that came through for me here in Arizona. It's funny how many connections I had made within that pa- within that year and a half, but they showed up and they was just there, whether it was for hugs, whether. You went mute, Alethea. You went mute. I don't know what happened. For those of you that are just... Hey, Jamika. I was just about to say, for those of you that have signed on, we appreciate you guys being here. Um, And thank you for signing on today. I am in the middle of a conversation with Alethea. Oh, I know what happened. Her other line must have um, chimed in. She was waiting on a client. She's a photographer um, out there in Arizona. So um, that must have been what happened. Did you, was that your client? Okay. Yes, that was my client. That's what I was thinking. Oh, you're fine. We can do part two if you like, but this has been great. Um, yeah. I really appreciate this. Um, Thank you. This is the first time I've actually spoke out about any of it. So I appreciate I that. appreciate you being willing to share. I know there are a lot of us that are going through. Um, before you, are they there? Are you, is your client there? Yeah, they're here. They're parking. Yeah, okay, they're good. Here, they're parking. So um, I know we're going to have to let you go, but if the world was frozen for 30 seconds, just to listen to you, if it, and it was just an audience of women that have gone through similar things like you, what would you tell them? Hold your head up, open your heart to be able to find some joy through what you're going through. And it's okay to live again. I love it. Thank you, Alethea. We really it's appreciate okay to live you. Again. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's okay to live again. I love so what you much. said the other day. You it's still okay. live it. <laughs> you still live it. Live. It's okay to live again. Yes. Even after when you when you become widow, after death, after grief, it's okay to live again. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that. Thank I, you, appreciate you. I appreciate we you. We will definitely okay. see if there's questions if we want to do a part two or how that goes, but you have an excellent photo shoot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, You're thank welcome. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Hey, Jamaica. How you doing? Hey, hey, I'm pretty good. I didn't know you were Facebook streaming live. <laughs> <laughs> got myself together okay <laughs> but you look quite beautiful <laughs> oh girl that's this ring light wow <laughs> <laughs> okay it looks like yeah, we have you gotta um, claim all that claim it yes thank you it looks like we have a few people live we have rena and royal lee um anybody else live um on facebook 
anybody else live on Facebook? Because um, we're going to go ahead and continue this. I do see Rena and Laura Lee, and then we have Jamika here. So, Jamika, tell us about your week. How's it been going? You know, this is just a meetup, quick meetup. We had an amazing interview with Alethea. She is a widow who is on the self-discovery level, which I think is amazing. And she's just rediscovering who she is after losing her husband a year ago um, and being married for 18 years and happily married, like not like going through drama, but happily married for 18 years. Um, so she was rediscovering herself right now. How you feeling, Jamaica? What's going on? Tell us about you. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, this week has been a daunting one, really, because I had an event yesterday that I was pretty nervous about. So, um, you know, I spent a lot of time prepping for that event. And um, I didn't die. No one died. I, I made it through. I felt it. It was just, um, you know, high level, like where I am in my career as an interpreter. Um, I, I now since there's this push for diversity mm. and, you know, inclusion, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting opportunities that I've never would have had before um, and that I'm grateful for, but yep. it is daunting. It is, it is intimidating for me to be willing to fail in front of other people, right? Oh. So, um, yeah, and not that I failed at my event yesterday because I think I did a great job, but I am the type of person that I just want everything to be just so, right? I want everything not to be perfect, right? Because that's, that's unrealistic. Oh, is <laughs> but, that? It's unrealistic now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, I had to come to terms with that, that there is no such thing as perfection, you know, that mistakes are going to happen, but to make those mistakes is to open yourself up to criticism, you know, and, and, and that's, that's intimidating for me. Yeah, it is intimidating because um, it makes you, you're vulnerable, you become vulnerable and open and you're open to whatever someone else wants to say or give or, and it's like, wait, do I really want to get this? Or do I even care what they think? Or do I care too exactly. much? So yeah, I can see that. I can see exactly. that. Exactly. And you know, I, well, I'm nationally certified, right? And there's just so many, there's so few black um, American Sign Language interpreters that are nationally certified. And I got the chance to work with the president of the certifying body, okay? Oh. So, yeah, that's why I'm just like, holy crap. They're going to be like, oh, we gave you certification, girl. What? Hold on. Like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to make sure that I was bringing my A game, you know, just the amount of prep that I was taking into this event. But, you know, I, I felt like I learned so much. You know, like I'm only five years into my career and just just the gems that he was dropping. This is a black man I got to work with. Who also oh, really? Knew, uh, yeah, this was not this is not the standard. OK, he was our first black uh, president of the first certifying wow. body. So that's pretty you know, awesome. I already knew his. Yeah. So I knew his talent. I knew he was talented from the jump. Like 
You know what I mean? You know, made it to that level. Okay, we gonna, we gonna give it to you, brother. We know you it. Okay. Wow. So, you That's know, and then for me to right. Um, but I just felt like I learned so much, and I was just like, ooh, this is so humbling for me, and a great, you know, great experience because I get to grow from this. Hello. So, uh, that was that was my week. It was full of like just nerves. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> just me trying to. <laughs> yeah, cool. cool. I love but, it. Yeah, I love it. Hey, Tanya. Thank you for sharing. Howdy. How are you? I'm making it. You making One it? One foot in front of the other. <laughs> I know that's right. How was your week? Um. I'm an educator. They're all bad. Uh-uh. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> stop it. I'm an educator. They ain't all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> Are y'all, so everything's still virtual, right? High school is virtual um, and probably will be the rest of the year. But yeah, everybody's virtual, but it's just kids are not engaged. Uh, like uh -huh. today's deadline for colleges, people still aren't aren't applying it's just it's sad it's overwhelming mm. and you know we're all behind we, we just don't know how to make this work yeah I'm teaching at the collegiate but, level and um and I'm also a faculty coordinator at, at the university and um it is tough um and it's tough hearing from some of the students that are having like so many issues like so many personal issues especially at home and and you know, just like we have a lot of international students, um, and so mm. they're like really struggling. Like, wait, is this the way this is supposed to be? You know, they're not with family. I mean, it's, it's just it's it's tough. So I would agree, it's tough. It's challenging. Yes, it's yeah. challenging. It is challenging. So I have a question uh, for both of you. Yeah. Um, since you both were educators, do you think that? it is a good time for high schoolers to take that year off um, because of COVID, you know, to take this break and, and everything is virtual. So, or should they be like, okay, no, I don't want to break. I should just jump straight to college while it is virtual. Is there like a less, I don't know if the, if the price is, is reduced because the fact that everything is virtual or, you know, are they still getting the same benefit as if they had went to um, the actual campus. So I was just kind of curious your thoughts. That's a great question. I'll let her go from, from her perspective and then I'll give it from my from high school okay. since you're on the other end. Yeah. So my thing is now y'all know I, well, y'all don't know, but let me tell y'all, <laughs> I'm a strong proponent of education. I have a master's, I have a bachelor's in communications and master's in business administration. I believe wholeheartedly in education. In addition to that, I believe in trades. I believe in the trade schools. Like you see these electricians and these plumbers that's making just as much money as a doctor and a lawyer nowadays. So I believe in trade. So in my opinion, I tell young folks, young adults all the time, I say, listen, you need to know what you want. Like, don't just go into college because everybody else wants you to go into college. What exactly do you want to do? And let's find a path for you to do that. And saying that, I will say, I don't think a gap year is good for anybody. I don't, I don't know why people do it. I don't understand it. I would never recommend it. Um, and yes, everything is virtual, but I, in my opinion, they get more benefits this way. 
Like I give my, my students way more attention than I would had we been in the classroom. Um, I also feel like they're getting the same amount of learning, but you know, everybody does learn differently. So that, that can be a challenge like uh, Tanya said, but um, I think it's a great time. I think it's a great time and I would never recommend that gap year because I don't know what you're doing in that gap year. And who does that? The affluent? Like who, who's doing that? I don't know. <laughs> so I'll let Tanya talk. <laughs> um, I would agree. I strongly discourage that gap year because kids start making money. They don't go back. However, I did have one stu student who did take the gap year and did travel. Uh, before he left school, he'd already booked three trips. And so, you know, I felt comfortable with him, but I am with you. I sit here and I look at my people, my family who work at Anheuser-Busch making six figures with no college debt. Yeah. Um, would I want to do that every day? Nope. But they can afford to do what they want to do on the weekends, you know, when they're not working because they generally work weekends too. Um, but I'm, college is not for everyone. And I think now uh, what was discouraging was last year, kids got accepted into college, but that gap of $12,000 might as well have been 120,000 because their families, you know, I work in inner city, their mm -hmm. families didn't have that 12,000 to make up. So they're going in with a, a lot of debt to come out and make, you know, $30,000 a year. Yeah. Um, and it's not really what they, you know, they're not a strong student. Um, with that being said, on the other end of the spectrum, what I hear from, uh, you know, particularly the guys that, you know, like I was dating, it's like, well, I don't have a college education, but they feel sort of inferior because they don't have that piece of paper. So those are the things that I approach my, um, my students with, you know, let's examine it. What do you really like to do? Let's do some more career exploration. Have mm -hmm. you considered? And I bring in trade just the same way that I do uh, with colleges. So. And I also feel <laughs> like that piece of paper is different today. Like these certifications that they're getting and like coding and different things, they're making way more money than folks who have masters and PhDs. So that piece of paper can be different for different people. So I just, I really encourage young folks, young adults to really think about what is it that I wanna do and how much money do I wanna make? Like my baby, she's 15. Right now I'm saying, what type of lifestyle you want? Okay, that's what you want. So you think you're gonna get that with this? And she's reevaluating because she said, <laughs> First, she wanted to be a realtor. And now she's like, mommy, that's that's up and down. Like I might have months where I can't even pay my mortgage. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's think about what's next. <laughs> so I'm like, I want you to think about what it is you want and how you can get there and what you're going to be comfortable doing. Because if you want to be, a, if you're a people person, you don't want to just be sitting behind a desk punching numbers all day just to make the type of money that you need to live on. Right? So yeah, it's right. different for everybody. But thank you for that question, Jamika. That's a good question. Thank you guys for sharing your perspectives. Um, that was super insightful because even for myself, like I, I didn't, I got my associate's degree, but I didn't go back and finish my bachelor's. So um, I, I still have like two semesters left and it's just like so pitiful because I should just go back and knock it out, right? But uh, it is exactly what you said, Tanya, about how people, you know, make money and then they don't go back because, you know, my career was actually taken off and I was doing a job. And mm -hmm. then when I'm doing the classes, I'm here with these, you know, 18, 19 year olds who are just now learning how to do what I'm like literally already doing and writing papers about, you know, uh, history papers and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, how is this really benefiting me? 
But now that I am in my career right now in tech, I feel a little bit of that imposter syndrome. So, you know what I mean? Because I am around those people like yourselves, you know, you have master's degrees, bachelor's yeah. degrees and all that. And I'm just like walking around here with associates like, <laughs> what so do that, you know? How many people, go ahead. No, you go ahead. But how many people do you know that have a degree that has nothing to do with what it is that they're doing? Exactly. You know, my degrees in, uh, I have a BA in uh, broadcast communication has absolutely nothing to do with education. I mean, I went back to get my master's um, as a school counselor, but it had absolutely nothing to do. And I was teaching. So that happens. And in addition to that, um, think about it this way. It doesn't matter. And we're, we all have imposter syndrome. I'm working at a university. Everybody got a doctorate degree. <laughs> So, girl, when I come into the room, I'll be like, you know what? Somebody gonna call me Dr. Jennifer Ness soon because it just makes me, it makes me want more being around all these doctors and I have a master's, even though master's is a terminal degree, right? We all went to school the same amount of time, but I, you, I want to be called doctor too. <laughs> In addition to that, what I will say, Jamika, you can... You are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. Get a degree based on life experiences. So that's something for you to look into. Look at getting degree. There are tons of degrees you can get based on the fact that you've been working in the industry for as long as you have. They will give you a degree based on your life experiences. Oh, yeah, I'll take into that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. This is good stuff. I love this. I love this. So let's see who else. We got some more folks. Um Oh, Royally and Rena are on the on Facebook, but I don't know. Is there a reason why you ladies can't get on Zoom or you just prefer to be on Facebook? Because you know we can't hear from you unless you type in the box, of course. So, anyways, what, what we were talking about with um Alethea in, in great detail, which I don't know if y'all got an opportunity to hear that interview, but maybe you can go back and listen to it later. We had to start a little earlier because we got our times mixed up. She's in Arizona and I'm here in Washington and I'm thinking, oh, she's, I thought she was the same time frame. No, she's one hour behind because Arizona doesn't do, um, doesn't do the daylight savings time. So she was one hour behind. I'm like, ah, this is messed up. So we figure, okay, let's get started like 30 minutes earlier and then move into the rest of the session with you ladies. One of the things that we talked about, which we haven't very much talked about in the group is what level are you on? And so when we were talking about the levels um, that we are on, I went through and talked about the different levels. So the five levels are self-discovery. So self-discovery is usually occurs after a trauma or shifting your life. It involves assessments and valuations and just trying to figure out what, where am I? What am I doing right now? And then the next level is self-awareness. And that usually occurs after self-discovery. It involves looking back and identifying areas of growth and development and starting your healing process. 
And then self-love, which usually occurs after you are self-aware. It involves identifying your strengths and values and continuing your healing process and just magnifying those strengths and just really loving on yourself. And then the next level is self-esteem, which usually occurs after self-love. It involves planning for the future and building upon those strengths, just continuous building upon your strengths. And then the final level is the level of self-actualization that usually occurs after self-esteem is achieved and it involves maintaining healthy habits and possibly even, you know, involving others in your life. And one of the things that I just learned from Alethea, which I think could possibly very well happen for many of us, is she said how, you know, how we we learn throughout our lives, like you can't be, you can't um, be healthy and healthy, have a healthy relationship until you've healed yourself. And one of the things she said is her her husband, who who recently passed away, um, helped her to love herself. Like in that relationship, she began loving herself. And he taught her how to love herself. Like she didn't know how to love herself and she was putting up with crap from other people because she didn't fully have that self-esteem and that self-love. But in the relationship, like in the relationship that she was in, she began to kind of see herself and love herself and actually be the woman who she needed to be. What do you ladies think about that? And, and also, first of all, what level are you on? And what do you think about being loved through um, your own stuff? Okay, I'll answer. Um, I think that Alethea is, I mean, her story is beautiful. And I would love to find someone that is willing to love me during my journey. You know what I mean? Like, she's very fortunate to find that because a lot of men are looking for that opposite, someone who is, you know, uh, just hasn't found that self-love yet, right? And then they prey upon them. So she is fortunate. And I I think I am still in the self-discovery level. You know, I relocated from Ohio as well, right? And, um, you know, during this transition, I've really been reading a lot of those self-help books, right? And trying to find different ways to love myself and, you know, um, validate myself in a way, right? <laughs> because um, I feel, you know, not that I, I didn't love myself prior to this move or anything like that, but like, um, it, it, it's like, I don't know, I, I kind of gave myself the okay to accept me in all my flaws. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. heavy, right? Yeah. And um, so I just, I feel like I'm in this really transitional phase right now of who I was in the past and who I am now and not letting my past define me, right? Because that is something I also struggle with too, because I'm like, Yo, I'm a ghetto girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I come from the hood, baby. Okay. So, um, ain't nothing about you, now, ghetto. Oh, 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 now you feel that. Okay. But I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I am, you know, self described ghetto girl. And I'm proud of that. Right. And it's just like, and I'm just like, man, I just want to, oh, I just want, to Sean because I want to show the people who came from what I came from that you can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it too. Like, yeah, girl, ain't no difference, right? So um, 
I don't know. That's why I'm just like, okay. I I think about, you know, someone if I yeah, if I could find someone who would love me through my journey, man, that that is awesome. But at the same time, I'm as you know, I'm trying to protect this heart of mine because I am I'm I'm a sucker, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you like me? Oh, you think I'm pretty? Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Let's give it a try. And it's like, mm, you'd be like, mm-mm, punch the break. Yeah. Let him show you, girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> like, all right, okay. So I'm still learning how to date uh, with intention and, and putting myself first through the dating experience. And like, um, oh, I'm sorry, what was uh, Tanya? Tanya just mentioned about um, men not having degrees, right? And that when men don't have degrees, sometimes it's a little bit of that, like, I don't know, impossible. maybe they feel like not as secure, right? The insecurities that come along when I have a degree, girl. And I'm just like, hmm, I, I want to find a black man, but mm, at the same time, does he have to be black? What, what are my core values? What are my requirements of love. And that's why I'm just like, girl, this is so perfect for me to be in this level up group right now with two awesome women. Because um, yeah, this is what this is what I need, and thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for sharing, Miss Tanya. If you're talking, you're muted, Tanya. You would think I would know this as much as I'm on Zoom. <laughs> I'm usually used to being on my computer where I can see the daggone microphone. Sorry. Um, but a couple of things that were hap happening that she said, it's like one, it's like how things are like right on time, like my self-discovery and self-esteem. And I'm working on, you know, working through all that right now. I'm working on self-love, but I would agree with the person that was on earlier. It's like um, this person that's coming to my life right now has been um, it's helped me through this loving process. And it's if you've not had that before, it's kind of scary. I mean, I told the guy, okay, I really want a turkey. This man has gone out every day to find me a 10 pound turkey because he, the queen said she wanted turkey. We're having turkey. We're not having turkey breast. She said she wants a turkey. And I'm like, this is, this is odd. This is different, <laughs> this is right? Because you were married this for how long? Whatever, 19 years. 19 years 19 years 19 years okay yeah but it's I'm just like spoiled and spoiled in the way that I like to be spoiled you know it's like dimes everything that does it for other people mine is you paid attention to what it is that I said you know yes. I had a hard week and so I lay on the couch and sleep while you cook for me and just don't let me lift a finger I'm like hey yes. I, <laughs> I am loving this but I'm not sure I think it took the journey though um, of me going through finding out what I didn't and I'm quick to cut things off now when I see you know what um, yes you drive a Bentley and yes financially I would be secure however emotionally you're not giving me what I want you know it's been nice I wish you well and yeah. that takes growth yeah you know? 
It um, does take growth because we will try to takes- we will try to suck suck the blood out of a turnip, baby. Okay, he he horrible, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep him on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm gonna keep him around. Yeah, financially, I would yeah. be secure. Yeah, but right. <laughs> no, no, you're just not. You know, you're just not. And it's it's funny though because it, it's it's kind of true. There's three guys that I've dated, and I don't know why, but at the same time, they hit me up. Last night was the night. All three. What you they doing? sniffing each going? other, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye, but thank you. But no, and you know, and I'm that's fortunate though because there are there are so few black men out there, um, and that made me feel some kind of way. It's like you know what? Mm-hmm. It's like there's not going to be another one come around. You better go ahead and jump on this bus, girl. Uh-uh, that fear of missing yeah, out. Remember, we talked about yeah, that, I'm Jamaica. Like, yeah. We talked yes, about we that. did. Yeah, that's a real thing, Tanya. That's a real, that's thing. A real thing. It's like, wait a minute, do I cut yes. everybody off? Because I don't know about him just yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna keep him on the side just in case no other bus comes around. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think, um, and then you talked about this. It's like I am so into doing what I want when I want. Somebody would have to come in and be extra special for you. Got to treat me better than I treat mm-hmm. myself because I date myself. Mm-hmm. I go on vacations by myself um i'm good so you yeah. have to bring something to the table that i cannot i can't do for me yeah. and if you're not doing that you know i wish you well and, and bye i don't see this working out <laughs> yeah we ain't got to be enemies but guess what yeah. <laughs> and i'm you know i'm like I'm, I'm good i'm not mad at you i wish you happy birthday and yeah. Whatever, you know. The Bentley was nice though. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Not happy birthday. Why, why I know who you're talking about with the Bentley. That's sad. I know who you're talking oh, about. You know who it is? You know him? Girl, I know him. He part he my family friend. He he knows my mommy, my mommy and my aunties and them. Uh-oh, we're gonna have to talk offline. <laughs> Yeah, I know him really well. Re- Actually, we got our degrees mm-hmm. together too. But anyways, we talk about that offline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, what is the, the tea? Okay, y'all. You know okay. it's a small world in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Yes, it, yes, it is. Oh, he's not from Columbus. Oh, well, I don't. I don't know. He's him. not from Columbus. Okay. I, know I was gonna say, that, how do you know? I know him? one that live in Columbus. He ain't from Columbus, but he lives in Columbus. Okay. No, he doesn't live in Columbus. Okay. I, like I never get to date anybody in, in Columbus. Everybody's always out of town. Okay, well that's good too. That's good too. So anyway, yeah, because I still get my I get my freedom, and then you know I can be bothered when I want to be bothered. There you go, and that freedom mm-hmm. is important. Uh, one yes, of the things, Alethea, Alethea says so many things, y'all, and I mean it, a lot of it is still resonate with me. Um, I I love the fact that she was so free in that interview. And again, if y'all didn't hear, y'all can go back and listen to it. But she said tons of things that really made me think. And one of the things she said was, I asked her the question about if she could go back and talk to the young Alethea, you know, what are some of the things she would tell her or what was, what was the young Alethea lacking? And her biggest thing was self-esteem. She said, it wasn't that it was low. She Mm -hmm. had none. Like she had no, pretty much no values and, and didn't have a standard by which to measure anything by. Her only standard that she measured things by was her friends, like making sure that they knew I got a man and, and uh, we living together, we got an apartment and we getting married. And, 
but in 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 the midst of all of that she was getting abused like physically abused and wasn't wasn't getting taken care of or anything and so as when i think about that i think about some of us as women you know what we compare ourselves to what we what standard we try to live up to no matter how unrealistic it is like even the standard of we talked about this last week but even the standard of everybody got to be married or you know uh waiting until you know you have that one before you commit or whatever or if you are having multiple partners you're considered a hoe in some folks eyes or whatever that standard is what do y'all what do y'all think about that or what would you say to that like not having a standard and also just measuring everything that we do up against other folks standards I think that was a really big eye opener in my journey um, with my therapist because I assumed it was self esteem, which I'm like her, I just had none. I'm always going to look for the negative. You know, I'm always going to assume that someone is going to, you know, call me out because I'm imposter, like, okay, you really don't know what you're doing. Um, but it all boils down to those unrealistic standards that, you know, that my mom imposed on us that were silent. You know, she never said, okay, if you don't have all A's, you know, I'm not going to love you, but I, it just was, I, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. um, so that when I'm pulling back my, my layers on my onion, it's like, that's just it. You know, I was a size four as an adult, a size two as an adult when I got married at 30. So, you know, being overweight and it's like, you know, just being known for, you know, I loved clothes. I loved to dress. Uh, that ain't happening right now. <laughs> so you, you know those are just well I can't be cute anymore because I'm overweight or I can't be cute anymore because I'm I'm old or you know I don't live in the same type of house that I lived before so all those standards and expectations of where I thought I would be at this point um, and just realizing they're you know they're they're not being I'm not being very realistic mm -hmm. black women don't have to be as fat as I am but you know you had kids your body is never going to be the same you know, work on being healthy and, and let the other go. But having someone who um, the parts that I hate are the parts that he loves is just, it, you know, I have to tell myself, just be quiet. Don't say anything. Yeah. Um, Stop self-sabotaging. That's, that's hard. He like that, but dunk a dunk. <laughs> he loves it. I mean, he will, okay. stop, he will get up from his chair and go behind me on the steps just to like, be smacking it like, oh, girl. <laughs> you are listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women are sharing their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you hear anything that resonates with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share. We look forward to hearing your testimony. Like, are you serious? How could you think? You know, and he just grabs my belly. I mean, he thinks it's cute. It's soft. So it's like, that. you know, letting, I love it. I love it. Letting go. I love, I've found someone who loves my faults. And I love it. And that's it's, what it's all it's about. A, and being able to be real about it. Like, you know what? Yes. There's some of the things I don't like. And he's real about the fact, girl, I love all that. Okay. I don't know all what's wrong it. with you. Okay. Why do you have on Spanx? Let that go. I know that's right. <laughs> Love it. What about you, Jamaica? I felt like Tanya just 
we must have had the same uh i don't know you just I, the, I was right there with you like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm just not because i agreed absolutely i felt those same things and you know <laughs> i'm still in the search as you guys know like the dating um world right now kind of sucks but you know just as far as like feeling like I was comparing myself to others man that that was my downfall and that is something I still struggle with right like just seeing what other people are and just wanting to be just like that or why am I it's because I'm lacking this 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 or um you know just that whole idea of you know what's perfect and that's something that resonated with me too um Tanya when you said you you working that out with your therapist? I was like, yes. Okay, because I am, I, me and my therapist, we, we meet twice a week now. Okay, because <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, I got to work through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, just, yeah, I, I definitely was just agreeing with Tanya, what she was saying, like, because I feel those same, same concerns. And, you know, I had those same tendencies. I, love I think that's something though that women we're we're taught to compare with one another. It's like you walk in a room, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, well, her dress is better than mine, or her hair is longer than mine, mm -hmm. or all that kind of foolishness. And I mean, and then we all can think about there are some some girls who we thought um, we thought they had it all going on, and then if you peel back those layers on them, it's like, no, they felt an insecure. And I'm sitting here thinking, girl, mm -hmm. you got it all. You know, if I just yeah. look like you, life would be wonderful. And I mean, you even think about movie stars, once they get old, then they just stop going out in public because they're being judged about what they used to look like. It's like, I think women, we do that to ourselves. Yeah. Um, and and you know, it's, un, it's unfair, you know, a man gets old and, and he looks, you know, sexy and distinguished. A woman gets, gets older or gets some love handles and it's like, okay, well, are you past your prime? Mm -hmm. And no, one, of the things, one of the ways that I say that we can combat that as women and it's, you know, you know, the word tell us to renew our minds daily. But one of the things that I do, I, I only compare Jennifer Ness to Jennifer Ness. Like I look back a year from now, mm -hmm. a year ago, and I say, you know what, what is it that I wanted? You know, what is it that I wanted to achieve? What did I want to conquer? You know, what are my goals? Did I achieve them? Like, where am I today? So I compare Jennifer Ness to um, November 15, 2020 back to Jennifer Ness, November 15th, 20, I'm sorry, 2019. And even back to Jennifer Ness, November 15th of 1980 or 1990. It's like, if I'm further along, girl, can't nobody stop this. I'm telling you, like you ain't nowhere because you don't know nothing about my journey. But I think that's <laughs> one way that we can really get to the place where we are not comparing, but we have that standard by which we are measuring ourselves against something real. And I think that's where we, that's, that's what we got to strive toward, really. I agree, I agree. Especially with comparing yourself to who you were, just as long as you're, you know, in your path of improvement or your, whatever your process is, as long as you're getting better along the way. Yeah, that's something I have to recognize mm -hmm. too. So those straight gems. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good point because it's like I'm I'm not what I was you know I'm right. a lot healthier than I used to be and just having boundaries because you know we've been taught you know oh my gosh your post about a big heart 
No, you just that don't have good. any boundaries. Oh, I had my face all in that pose. That was so Ooh, good. That, was, that, <laughs> that hit a lot of us like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, you ain't got no big heart. You ain't got no boundaries. How about that? <laughs> but you know, I'm sitting here looking back. I'm like, even, you know, every everything was always done at my house. I did all the entertaining. And there was two Thanksgivings ago. It's like 28 people, nobody was helping. And mm -hmm. I was just dead after doing it. And I just walked in. I said, look, I love you all, but I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so everybody looked at me like, okay, she has lost her mind. What do you mean we're not? Well, what are we going to do if we're not coming to your house? I don't know, but y'all figure it out. So just, you know, <laughs> feeling empowered just to say, you know what? It's just not, you're just not going to keep using me like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not where I was. I've learned the power of no and not no because I can't do it because of no, because I, I don't want to. I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful right there. I love it. Mm -hmm. What do y'all think about um, the challenge and the group thus far? And I'm taking notes while y'all talking, but I'm just curious about what do y'all think? What, what do y'all think is going really well? What could we could be doing differently? Um, you know, just taking notes. Um, I, I really, I, I'm enjoying the challenge so far. And I, I really find like um, just being able to have a, a place where I can have these kind of conversations with like-minded women, you know what I mean? Who's on that grind and who's all about, you know, improving themselves and celebrating each other right because of something else that you don't always find especially um with I'm, i don't know if i can say black women but i'll just say people of color right girl but, we, uh, we we in washington we ain't from washington you can say black women <laughs> <laughs> right? like you know like like Tanya was saying about you know just comparing yourself and being like oh uh they're dressed or how they you know that I had to check myself you know what I mean and I just have to like celebrate other women so that's what I really love it's like people are just like coming to the group and showing each other love and saying hey it's not on the some oh my don't thing but it was it's like no we are real women and we're working through real things so I really appreciate that about the group I love it. Thank you. I would say exactly. Just, I concur with what she just said. It's like, it's, it's healthy that people are here that you discover that, you know, Hey, we're all on this journey together. Nobody is like, okay, well, I've already achieved all this. So it's like, no, you know, I think you take a couple steps forward, then something hits, you take a step back and mm -hmm. then you're like, but you know what? I don't go as far back as I was. So mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, I'm still making progress. Um, but I think it's just healthy to hear how other women going through it. And I think it's, that's kind of empowering because hey, I'm not the only person that doesn't have it all together. Um, yeah. Well, thank y'all. I really appreciate y'all being here, y'all being involved, y'all being engaged. Like I'm just gaining so much from this experience. Um, the fact that I am, uh, oh, Laura uh, royally just uh, commented in the chat box too. Thank you for commenting, girl. So she said um, she loved it, the daily inspiration just to do better for her and not anyone else. She feel like this level up was made just for her. <laughs> and she's glad that she's not alone. Thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate that. It's been helping me um, 
Um, this has been my purpose and my calling. I put it down. I picked it back up. I put it down. I picked it back up. And this time it's like, okay, Lord, I'm really do it because I know it's necessary. Um, and it's not just about me, but it's for me too. Like I'm growing in this with everyone else and it's been amazing. So I'm super excited about where we are and I'm glad that we completed two weeks. Um, and so many of us is like really truly completing the two weeks and doing our work, like journaling and being able to go to the next level, um, discovering ourselves and then becoming aware and loving ourselves and, and having that um, increased or improved self-esteem. And then finally, eventually we'll get to that self-actualization. Um, but I wanna say that um, uh, we're, we're still in this journey and I'm, I'm in it with you guys and I'm, I'm super proud of you for where you are and where we're going. I wanna share my screen now because I want to do my, um, my giveaway for this week. The giveaway is a massage. Ooh, ooh. And it's with a, a massage therapist there in Columbus. But if whomever wins, if you're not in Columbus, we will definitely get you a massage, um, you know, somewhere in your local area. Okay, so here are the names that I have that are on this call today. Let me know if I missed you. Um, I have Tanya, I have Jamika, I have Royal Lee, I have Rena, Sybil, and Alethea. Is there anybody else that's on the line or um, watching Facebook Live that I don't have there? If so, I want to make sure I have you before I hit this random optimizer. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a couple seconds and then I'll come back. Um, but these are the folks that I have now. Um, and if you ever need to do a random picker, this is a great random picker. Okay, so you just put the names in and you separate them by putting them on different lines and then you do boop, choose a random or pick a random item. And then it comes up that way. Okay, don't look like we have anybody else out there. So let me pick the random item. Look at that. Ooh, 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 ooh. I like this. Who did it pick? Wait a minute. Do y'all see the name? Because I sure don't. Oh, there it is. Royal Lee. Yay. So, Royal Lee, I will be sending you the gift certificate um, via email. I have your email address. And congratulations um, to you this week on your massage. Every week we have some really good gifts. Last week we had um, a couple sessions for a therapist. This week we have the massage and that was just based on the poll that I put out there. But I'm really just, um, just gifting these things because I know that we need them, you know? And sometimes it's just good to be a giver and I am a giver at heart and I love to give. Um, so this is just my way of giving back to you all for participating because you're helping me to be able to gather all this information for the book that I'm writing, The Level Up, all right? So if you guys have anything, if you want to get in touch with me, if you don't know how, you can email me anytime. You can inbox me on Facebook. You can text me for those of you that have my number. For those of you that don't, you probably don't need it. <laughs> Any last words, Jamika or Tanya or Royally? Nope. No, this has been great. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. I see. I'll see you, ladies, next week. And um, looking forward to the the week coming up. All right. Oh, Tanika. Tanika was there. I was waiting on you to put your put your name up there. I'm sorry. All right. Thank y'all. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast, where women share their stories in an effort to help you grow to the next level. If you heard anything that resonated with you or reminds you of someone you know, please share and know that whatever level you're on now, you can be ready for the next level. Let's level up.